And welcome to Jail Podcast. This is season two of Honest Chat, and um, I want to welcome you if you're brand new. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for lending your ear. Thank you for um, giving us a go. Let me know how you stumbled upon us. Was it through friend recommendation? Also, leave us a review if you'd like, wherever it is that you listen to your podcast. If you are returning, thanks for coming back. Thanks for tuning in. I'm sure you'll um, you'll know the rhythm of these episodes by now. But um, oh, you will be listening to a conversation with um, a friend of mine, Josh. Now we were youth pastors together for a little while, and we actually dive a little bit into what that was like in this episode. So it's um, it's really a part one. It's a part one to a two-part conversation, so we're going to be scheduling to have another one of those conversation, uh, another one of those conversations soon. I've titled this episode, um, at least these these conversations, "Cookies and Cream." Now that is actually what our nickname was when we were pastoring together, and so that was cool. It was a really great time. There are some things that. I came away from that experience being a better person. Um, there are so many things that I learned from Josh. And so I just wanted to, again, um, interestingly enough, we actually had the idea of doing a podcast together quite a long time ago. There are some conversations that we just had that were incredible and we thought, wow, we could actually um, just sort of compact this, put it together and actually release a podcast and um, it would go really well. Now, as you're aware, life, um, you know, as you can know, life takes its twists and turns and you know, we don't find ourselves serving in the same church or being in the same church, but we try to catch up as much as we can. We um, keep in touch and we are our relationship really hasn't changed a lot. Um, One of the things that I uh, say in the podcast is I feel like I've gained a friend for life and that's not going to change anytime soon because we are there for each other. And, um, you know, we keep making sure that we catch up. So I hope you really enjoy this conversation. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed catching back and actually reminiscing about the past and the things we did and things that happened some of the challenges that we faced so if you're a youth pastor and a youth leader um, i hope this helps you one of the key things i took away from my time of being with um, serving with josh was that being united being one being on the same page praying for one another with one another actually is a very 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 important Thing and it's actually going to help all leaders who are part of your leadership team to get on the same page, also to be united and to strengthen and to be strong together. Um, and as well, you you'll hear a little bit about the difficulties of all um, the challenges, I should say, of having a young team and trying to, as well, having no experience to go from a place of we don't know what we're doing to gaining a little bit of vision and then also having that vision as part of the house that you're part of which is um, one of the other challenges as well and so um, I really hope you enjoy it it's a, it's going to be um, really great and I'm looking forward to part two as well.
you know, I remember our um, our sort of slogan or the thing that we were thinking about when we prayed for that year was to do with pioneering. Um, and for me, it was, it was such an incredible thing that we both pretty much were thinking along the same lines. Like, mm. it's like, oh, Holy Spirit was saying the same thing to both of us. Um, but he got preached at church a couple of weeks after that. Pioneer again. And then Hillsong Church, Brian Houston. I don't know if I sent you the video, but it was that, literally that exact month. They had their vision Sunday. Yeah. Um, and he was like, oh, Pioneer again. And I'm like, hey... You know, came up came up with it first, Aaron Youth. Um, but just but just those things that you know, that was it. Oh Laura's there. Um, that was the start of quite a lot of those experiences where we just had these like God moments and it's mm. like, What do you think about this? I'm like, Oh, I've been thinking about that. Yeah. Like we should do this. And and um, you know, that for for us I love that Holy Spirit was the fuel. Mm. For a lot of those nights, for a lot of those um, those things that that happened, I think um, what was it? We prayed for quite a few of our young guys, and then we ended up going out and getting them gifts, mm. um, you know, like literal prophetic gifts. And we just saw, I think, one of the biggest things was seeing parents as well come in and say, "Hey, thank you so much for for doing that," um, you know, and just partnering with us. And I, I think serving with you was kind of like the first time because we connected so much more with parents, um, well, at least for me, when I connected more with parents, it was one of those things where it was like, oh, like we're not doing this alone. Mm. <laughs> There's other people around, kind of in the, back, uh, in the background, spending a little bit more time with these kids that are really helping out. Um, yeah. And I think the, the catalyst for us, I think, was that we we're attending prayer on Friday morning mm. in oh, anticipation yes. for we're, you know attending prayer we were attending prayer on the weeknights obviously because as, as leaders we go right. um, we were attending prayer the pre-service prayer because a lot of the time you were worship leading and I was in some sort of capacity but we would go up anyway because yeah. that was yeah. sort of um, something we felt to do so we were we were constantly in some realm of prayer with our senior leadership and with our leadership and things like that and I think the hardest part for that was that you couldn't escape what God was saying yeah. because there were so many times where it was just on point like you pray and I'd say I send you a message and say hey I'm feeling this and you go I was just about to send yeah, you a text yeah. and yeah. Like, you couldn't you couldn't escape that thing yeah. of you know, if you didn't, you know, and sometimes I would hear something, I'd be like, oh, I'm not sure. Um, okay, I'm going to send you a message. And, and, you know, you would reiterate back to me, yep, no, I've got the same thing. And um, it would, what, what happened was it was almost like we, there was, a, uh, we joked about it a couple of times, we were almost like this marriage that we, yeah. we had. You know, <laughs> um, it was that weird sort yes, of that's feeling right. that, that was there. Um, that, you know, okay, you'd pray about something and I'd pray about it and we'd get the same thing mm-hmm. and, you know, what do you think about this young person? Should we, should we maybe try and? Oh, yeah, yeah I'm thinking yeah, yeah. this. Yep, yeah, let's do. It. You know, there was there was so many times like that where I felt like far out, like we are on point. And I think I learned so much from you in that in that space as well because you're very slow to speak. Mm-hmm. You're very mm-hmm. slow to 
sort of you get something in your head and you'll sit on it for a bit. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm very much like, oh wow, God's talking to me. Oh, I need, I need to then say this. And what I learned was with prophecies, with prayer, with those sort of things from you especially was that patience is is definitely a virtue, but it's also something that is fantastic for actually yeah. just waiting there because yeah. sometimes you don't get the whole picture. Mm. Um, and so that's that's something working with you and, and praying with you was mm. something that, that that was something that was very so good. Eh? Yeah, and, and, and I learned that. And keep in mind as well, like we're we're being brought together in terms of our thinking, um, you know, and and what words we're getting from Holy Spirit in the midst of where our personalities are completely different, <laughs> and you know what what we do outside, you know, outside youth ministry and all that kind of stuff was was just like worlds apart, and yeah. yet it's almost like you know after probably. It didn't take that long, but we mm. just started thinking the same way. Um, I was actually going to say one of the things that I learned massively for me is to appreciate the prophetic, um, the prophetic gift because you have a strong prophetic gift on you. And um, you know, I, I remember, you know, we would be debriefing, and we, you know, we're talking about the night and things like that, and what God did, what worked well. Next minute, there's Josh prophesying again. <laughs> leaders and I'm thinking wow this just it flows and I sometimes I'll, I'll just sit down and I'll be like wow that just happened like it, it just it just and flowed do you, do you know why yeah. because we created that space we did we yeah. we didn't say okay Holy Spirit here's, here's your 45 <laughs> here's, your here's your 45 minutes that we're going to give you during worship mm. and the end of preaching mm. what we did was we would pray into the night mm. But we did something that not many people do. We prayed out of the night as well, out of the night as you well. know, and that's something that we both felt to do, which was a weird mm. thing. It's like I pray, uh, I like, I feel to pray out of the night. And you're like, yeah, it's like we, you know, we we pray into things and we go, you know, we go, God, I pray mm. that this happens, and we pray that happens. But it's that prayer afterwards of thanking God for what did happen, but then praying into the next. Okay, let's let's pray. Out of Friday, let's let's thank God for what happened on Friday. But let's now start praying into Sunday, mm. so that we, you know, and yeah. we we started doing that. And what we found was that we were actually creating that 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 flow. Mm. And I remember you you saying something one night where you said, "If we if we leave here tonight, this is during the debrief. If we leave here tonight and we just go back and we just." forget about what happened and then start focusing on Sunday in terms of, okay, I've got to worship lead, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, then we've missed the whole point of what God was trying to teach us tonight. What we need to do is we need to go in there and go, yep, we need to do those things. But our main focus is, God, I pray that those young people come on Sunday. I pray that whatever it is you want me to do in between now and then, if it's a text, if it's a phone call, if it's a prayer, if it's a fasting, if it's whatever. And I remember we had times where we would sit there and we'd go, okay, we're going to fast a meal on Saturday mm. out of Friday into Sunday, Sunday, you know, because we, we were like, if we get mm. one young person come out and come along to church on Sunday, that opens the door to parents coming. That's right. That opens the door to, to a whole range of things. And our focus was if we can get the kid, we can get the parent. Yeah. You know, yeah. we want to win, win, win the kid to Christ so that the kid can then influence his own family and, and start that. Absolutely. We we may be a part of the first generation mm. of something. And that is huge. Massive. You know what I mean? Massive. Like we could we could kickstart yeah. something. And I think that's the the gravitas that we actually 
in our all our naivety that yeah. we had, yeah. the one thing that we never overlooked was the gravitas and the huge undertaking that we actually had in creating something within a, sh- uh, a, a child, a, sh- uh, a student, a kid, whatever you want to call them, in actually possibly being the first of their family to get saved, yeah. which in any family is a catalyst. Massive. In any family is your, um, it's effectively your genesis. You know what I mean? That's and right. when I think we presented that to the leaders of, you don't know what your conversation could be like. You don't know taking that kid five minutes down the road mm. to home whilst in that car and just talking to him about the night and asking mm. him how school was. You don't realise that that five minutes may be the most perfect five minutes for them because they may not get that at home. Yeah. They may not get that. Buying them a 30 cent ice cream cone yeah. doesn't seem like much to you. It might seem inconvenient, but it actually is quite a lot. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, yeah. I don't know if I have ever... Um, like, that was some of the best learning, uh, learning time that I've ever gone through. And I think I've never really appreciated more working in a team um, as when, you know, I was working with you and working with, just because of different, and, and that's the thing as well, you know, like today, there's a lot of these, um, like, you know, journalists and other people talk about it, that there is this thing called identity politics, which is that you get like a lot of people are getting only those who think and act and speak like them um, around them and Mm. they are no longer as able to hold conversation carry discourse and and, you know and disagree with people um, who think differently who don't see the world the same way that they do Um, yeah which you know for us that was completely shattered and we just had to so it's like, hey, you, you actually have to appreciate <laughs> well, uh, difference. For sure. And I mean, I talk to employers all the time with my job. Mm. And the one thing that they always say is, um, we would much rather have someone that gets along with the team mm. than is a good worker. Mm. You know, because that personality wow. clash can actually cause more damage than anything else. If you have, a, like I said, you can teach the skills but you can't teach work ethic, attitude, and that ability to actually, uh, and that, that's what they said. They said, we don't need them to be friends. We don't need them to go out and have, you know, beers on a Friday with their boys and have lunch and invite them over and suddenly all the kids play together. What they mean is they want people that within the team, if there is a conflict, if there is something, they are able to resolve it. They're actually able to do it. Yeah. They don't mean they want all the best friends to come together. Because right. even friends conflict. Absolutely. Even friends have times of... Um, you know, separation and things like that. Mm. What they're what they're saying is they want people that are going to understand that the dynamic of the team is that they all get in together, they all muck in together, they all um, create that dynamic of yeah. a work ethic and the good attitude and arriving early and all that sort of stuff. They don't want people that are necessarily going to get along with the team, mm. but that is more valuable than hand skills. Yes, and you know, tapping onto what you were saying is that we. We probably could have, you know, if you'd have put you with somebody else mm. or me with somebody else or whatever it may be, the dynamic never would have worked. Mm. There was a reason that you and I worked. Yeah. Even though there were other names being thrown about, there were, you know, um, yeah. there were there were different people, there yeah. were couples, there were people from outside and everything like that. And 
Funnily enough, we were actually um, we were actually only an interim. Mm. We were yeah. Uh, what was it three to six months, six twelve months, something like that? We yeah. were only six months, yeah, something like that. Six we were we were the interim, and yeah. I think our whole thing was we wanted to pioneer something, but our actual you know now I'm thinking about it, our actual goal was to actually create a strong team. Yeah. So that whoever the leader took over next, they had that team that to team. then build. build and I think I remember us sitting down and we go, okay, what we're going to do is, and that's I think that's why our team was so close knit was we were so focused on our leaders. Yeah. Maybe I don't want to say to the detriment of the young people, but to the detriment of numerical growth of the young people would be probably the mm-hmm. best way. We were so focused on making sure that our leader didn't get burnt out because mm-hmm. they were young. Yeah. We were so focused on if they had an exam, then you don't come on a Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you need to reduce your load because you're helping out on Friday, reduce your load on Sundays. So if you can only play mm. once a month rather than every second or third week, then do. Mm. And I know we got a lot of flack for that from department leaders and everything like that. Um, for some reason, you let me take all the bullets for that. But um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like I know we got a little bit of flack for that. But what it what it did was we we like we said. You know they're they're technically serving on two teams. Yeah. They're serving on a Friday night, yeah. and they're coming to music practice on a Wednesday, and they're coming to the. And what we said to them, you know, I remember there was one night that we it was exam time, mm. and I think, um, I think I and Tristan were the only two leaders that actually rocked up mm. to the leaders prayer meeting or something. I think yeah. you had an exam as well, and yeah. and you were at home studying. Yeah. And I remember I was pulled aside, and they said, "Well, where is everybody?" And I said, "Well, they've got exams." Like, they're, they're studying. They, they, this is something that they need to do. And it's like, well, this, they're, they're supposed to be here. Mm. And I remember, you know, I, I, I think I called you or texted you because you were always up late. And I said, like, mm. this is what's happened and all that. And I think, you know, we, we said, right, we need to actually hit this on the head and actually yeah, yeah, yeah. lay down the, the rules. But at no point did we ever, which I think was a bonus for us, at no point did we ever take anything that was said in a leadership meeting, in our senior leaders' meetings, mm. And take it back to yeah, our group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we shielded, shielded. We shielded them yeah. from it. We would make them aware of things that needed to be, mm-hmm. but we would shield them from things like, okay, there is. We would so we, we yeah, went back yeah, to them. Yeah. We said, look, there's an expectation that you come. That if you cannot come, let us know, yeah. and also let the senior leaders yeah, know. Absolutely, you know. Yeah. And I think what we did was we went, okay, what this is is this is not a personal attack on us this yes. is an opportunity for growth yes absolutely an opportunity to and I think that's the way we looked at it in our naivety we again that word keeps coming up in our naivety we go well they've got exams mm-hmm. having that day off to go and study for exams whether it be year 12 ATAR exams yeah. whether it be yeah. university exams yeah. first yeah. year because of, you know all these different things we in our heads we went well that's logical yeah. that they take time off to go and do that mm. but obviously there was the planning aspect of it. The, the planning aspect, but also, yeah. And I don't think it was the fact that our leaders took the time off. I think it was the fact that they weren't aware that our leaders weren't coming. So mm-hmm. suddenly you've got mm-hmm. a, youth ministry, a youth ministry leadership team of 10 mm-hmm. and they had two from home, when yeah. usually they do have all 10 yeah. or something. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, hang on a sec, even one half of the actual senior youth team isn't here. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's that was something that we that we learned along the way of yes. you know, and I think also something that was a bonus we never threw each other under the bus. Yeah. At no point so did great. we ever. Yeah. You know, like you know, I, <laughs> yeah, we, we never did because I remember they were saying that. And I think 
I don't know if I don't know if you told them that you weren't coming or you whatever on that one occasion or whatever. But I never said, oh yeah, well John left told me or whatever. Mm. I we would always sort of go, oh well he must have yeah. you know, forgotten or, or something like that. I'm sure I'm sure there's a, a logic. We never we never went. Oh well, I knew he wasn't coming. <laughs> you know, there was none of that. We never played that political power. Yeah. We always yeah. went into bat for each other. Yeah. Um, and I love the fact that even if we didn't agree mm. on the other person's point of view, we still went into bat for the other That's person right. That's and right. defended yeah. and, and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah. So you know what I mean. I think I think the dynamic that we had, and I think it put us in good stead moving yeah. forward. That's right. Um, yeah. You know, mm. controversial absence of me aside. There's, you know, when yeah. we actually came back into that dynamic of the team for part two, yeah. I think what there was was there was this mutual respect of, absolutely, you're not treading on my toes mm-hmm. and I'm not treading on your toes. Yeah. We actually there was that assimilation back into that transition. It was mm. so smooth, so easy, so easy, and there was nothing. There was yeah. it was like the prodigal son. Mm. There was, you know, on my side of things, I'm sitting there going, okay. This is either going to be one of those moments where I am welcomed back with open arms, or there is a hesitation mm. to welcome me back. Mm. But it was, it was, it was more than what I expected. Yeah. It was that we are so happy to have you back. There was, yeah. you know, and I think when you you left to go get married and stuff like that, there was definitely a void mm. that wasn't there. Mm. Um, because there was that still calm voice that you have. There was that ability to talk to people. There was that. Mm. And I think suddenly, okay, I'm, I'm doing this on my own now. How do we do this? And at the same time, we we also lost another leader who was in that same pastoral thing. So I'm like, okay, suddenly I'm taking on pastoral yeah. and I'm taking on this. And I'm like, pastoral is not really my, my thing. Yeah. It's like, well, how do we... How do we go about this? So suddenly I'm in pastoral meetings mm. that um, I think you were still in, but you weren't. But you were in it for the church, not for you. Yeah. So I'm sitting there, and you're saying, "Oh, such and such is going through this," and I'm like, "Oh, really?" <laughs> and so I'm looking like like an idiot in the, these pastoral meetings, not because you're making me look like one, but because it's I'm unaware of this. Right, because yeah. the person I'd put in charge of pastoral um, hadn't had had done what they were supposed to do, which mm. was send off pastoral things to all the leaders but for some reason we were on that new system that I wasn't a part of and I'm like oh so people are going oh well we've heard such and such has gone through a bit of a rough patch Mm. such and such has um, dad lost their job Mm. I'm like oh really Mm. Mm. and I'm like oh man Mm. and I felt so out of my depth because I went like and at no point and I think my my problem was was that there, there was this feeling I think in me and I think um, I was going through a heck of a lot at the time, yeah, yeah, well. and I think I just got to that point where it's like, okay, well, hold on. Have I have I been thrown under the bus? Like at no point did I think you did, but I was like, okay, the person that's now in charge of pastoral, are they yeah. are they not handing on information to me yeah. on purpose? And I started to you start to go through that that little voice in your head starts to go, maybe they're doing it on purpose, mm. and you start to listen to yeah. that, and suddenly you've got nobody to bounce off, yeah. and you go. Okay, so you start to go down that rabbit hole that we talked about. That's right. But there's no you to pull me out this time. There's no me to pull you out or whatever. Mm. Um, mm. And I think, you know, you slowly go down that rabbit hole and, okay, well, this person is, is, is doing this on purpose mm. and this person is doing this. And then suddenly, you know, you're, 
you're now doing the roles of two people, mm. you know, because we would catch up yeah. at half and you would get, and like, yeah. but then suddenly, okay, you're given an extra day now. Yeah. But yeah. they work and go to uni during the day. Yeah. So yeah. now I've got to try and catch up with them on Friday afternoon and all that. So. And I had three or four that I catch up on Friday afternoon, but I'm also now making sure that the worship's running smoothly because obviously you're not. Yeah. And I, but what I, and I, we'd, come back to what I was talking about before, I didn't, I tried to replace you with other people. Mm. So I was like, okay, John, rather than me going, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take on this section, but I need to give somebody else Work this. I need to give somebody else yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I took it all on myself and it just obviously, as, as we all know, it didn't end yeah. You know, and I think um, it wasn't that I lacked capacity. It was that I lacked the ability to ask for help. That's one of those things that is, um, you know, like it's not, I struggle with that. Like it's, you know, it's one of those things that you, and especially when you just come into a role like that and you're supposed to be responsible. Mm. There's all of these supposed to be <laughs> mm. yeah. that follow different things like that. Yeah. And you think, oh, if I ask for help, I'm going to look like I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and because I was wearing so many hats at the yeah. time as well. Um, yeah, I don't know how you did that. Um, you, you, I don't know how you could fit so many hats on your head. That was I think <laughs> a skill. I, I, yeah. The, 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 and like I said, it was never a capacity thing. Because mm. no point that I ever lacked capacity. I, everything You're I could probably one of the most highest capacity people I know. Because you, you serve. And then when people think, oh no, yeah, he's definitely got nothing left in the tank. You're like, no, I've got like 50% more. And it's like, <laughs> oh wait, where did that come from? And then it's like, oh wait, there's this all this other thing. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I got time. I got energy. The, sec I got <laughs> the secret to that kids is just don't sleep. Uh, yeah, a lot of yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know me, I, don't, I, I hardly sleep, uh, you know? Um, and it's not a good thing. It's not healthy <laughs> at all, but it allows me to do stuff. But I think, I think what it was was that there were certain things that I didn't know how to do. Mm. But if I asked for help, I thought it was going to get taken off me. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't even that I wanted the control of it. It's actually the fact that I was like, I want to be able really to do this. To. Yeah. So, okay, show me how to use the pastoral care management system. Mm. But I'm not going to ask you how to show me. I'm just going to mm. fiddle around with it until I know how to do it. <laughs> you know? And what I did was I would disguise... I would disguise um, my inability to do certain things by asking to do other things. Mm. So I'd go, okay, let me do the run sheets for Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me yeah. run our Sunday night services. Yeah, yeah. Let me, you know, and I would ask to do extra things. And the fact was that I was able to do all those things, but it just meant that eventually something would go, somebody would go, oh, do you have this? Oh, I've got to do this. Are you able to do that for me? Mm. And at no point did I ever right. have to admit that I couldn't do it. Yeah. It was just that I strategically got to a point where I could delegate it without actually delegating it. Mm, yeah. And so it was getting done. Yeah. And people thought that I was I was able to do it. Wow. Um and because I could thank the person who did it for me, mm. at no point did, did I ever, you know, I'd say, Oh yeah, such and such help me out with it. Yeah. yeah you know? Yeah. I never had to admit that I couldn't do it. Mm. And what I was doing was I was creating this <sighs> Facade yeah. is maybe a way to, to do it that, that I was able to do a lot more than what I could. Again, never a capacity issue, mm. it was actually a knowledge issue. Yeah. It was a naivety issue. 
Yeah. And I think that was the that was the biggest problem was that okay, I'm not very good with technology, so I'm going to do this, this, and this, but then I'm going to ask for somebody to fill in the gaps here and do that and then it just like I said it just becomes this this rabbit hole that you go down and suddenly yeah. you go yeah. hold on a sec which yeah. one did I just come down to yeah. how do I get back out yeah. and so you see that there's five or six different burrows and you go uh oh okay uh, right I need to get up mm. there or hang on a sec maybe I need to oh and yeah. that's that's what I felt was the hardest part was that I just lost that direction yeah and when you have, like you said, so many hats on, mm. it's easy to make yourself busy yeah. and not deal. Yeah. And that's what I did. Yeah. Was I created a, or I created busyness. And I think the ultimate irony of everything was that I ordered a book called Addicted to Busy. Was that um, around the same time? Yeah, Addicted to Busy. I ordered it because I thought, <laughs> okay, I want to read this. This sounds really cool. It sounds like my life. <laughs> I want to read I got, it, I got it in it my free time. I got, I got it on the, it arrived on my doorstep Thursday morning. I took it to work on the Thursday afternoon. Wow. That afternoon, I received a message saying, hey, are we able to have a chat yeah, you know, after yeah, prayer yeah. On, on Friday? Yeah, no stress. Um, and obviously, that's when the, the guillotine yeah. hit. And wow. uh, I was given my, uh, wow. my, my quote-unquote break. Yeah. my character development my um, uh, my time to find myself my time to seek God whatever you want to call it however mm. you want to package it however it is mm. I created a rod for my own back that like I said I went down the rabbit hole that mm. was just um, too far down I didn't know how to get out yeah. and eventually uh, God yeah. intervened yeah. and said alright I'm going to take everything off you now because what I want you to do is I want you to realise that you need to build everything you have I'm going to give back to you mm. but I need you to build the structure from me as your foundation yeah. first and foremost yeah. and I think that was that was when I went okay yeah. alright and at no point did I ever think that that point would be such a poignant catalyst for the change that was going to happen yeah. in the coming years yeah. of my life yeah. um, I knew it was going to be I knew it was going to change things I knew it was going to be different I knew there were things that were going to happen mm. but at no point did I ever think that I would see the growth and the change in me and, and all that sort of stuff that I have yeah. do I still struggle of course yeah. every day. do I still does. find myself in, in positions where I say yes to yes. a degree Incorrect. <laughs> I'm always going to be like that. I'm sure. I'm sure there are many people yeah, that I haven't offended yet that are still, you know, out there and stuff. You know. But yeah, that's right. We, you must meet them. Yeah, I must meet them. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah. I've, I've I've come to the realization yeah. that no, um, when I feel myself getting to that point, then I need to. I need. That's when I need to take a step back and go. Okay, what it is, and that's where I've gotten to now. Even within my job and things like that, you know, having holidays for the last two weeks, you sit there and you go, okay, I didn't hit the reset button. Yeah. yeah. But the reset button isn't factory set settings restored. Yeah. yeah. What it is, it's the reset button of just what's my focus? That's right. Where am I heading? What am I doing? Um, mm. It's like it's like being in an airport and you've got all your luggage with you and you're running late for the plane. And suddenly you realise you've run down the wrong thing. You don't just suddenly dump all your luggage and everything like that and then mm. try and run to the plane because it's going to be lighter. 
because then when you get to the de your destination, you're not equipped with what you need. What you need for that. So what I've realized is it's not a matter of actually mm. dumping the baggage and the bits and pieces that I'm carrying. What it is, is actually making sure that I stop, mm -hmm. read the sign, okay, that's where I need to go. That's right. And that's where I go. You know, and I think that's what I've learned is that it's okay to get it's okay to get there three hours early mm. and be sitting around waiting mm. as long as you're there at when you need to be. That's right. And that's going back to what I was saying, that's what I learned from you was that that patience, that virtue, that sitting, that waiting is not a bad thing. Mm. I just never knew how to do it. To do it. Because my brain was just so active all the time. Mm. Like I remember you saying to me, you know, why don't you nap? Why don't you sit and do that? And I'd say, I'm just going to go and get myself a coffee. Yeah. And then I'm going to sit and then I'm going to put some music on. And I remember a couple of times you'd be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm, I'm going to go to CrossFit. You're like, didn't you go this morning? I was like, yeah, I need, I need to work out again before. I, because I had this energy that I needed to burn. I needed something. Yeah, and so much energy. Yeah. And I just and you're sitting there and it's like, dude, it's 1130 at night. You've been on some six. How are you still going? And I was like, I don't know. You know, and then we'd be texting and talking. We'd be texting and talking. And I'd be two or three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I'd still be awake. We'd text talking and stuff because you're a night owl. Yeah. And then the yeah. next morning, I'd be there at seven, at opening seven. up for yeah. the yeah, courses right. they yeah. have. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd be like, you'd, you'd rock in and you'd be like, how? Yeah. How are you doing this? Like, how are you? How are you? I'm like, I don't know. You know. And I think that was that was also our dynamic as well. Was that you? You were very much like I was. I've, I've always been Peter, and if we were liking it, you're Jesus, yeah, I'm Peter. Peter and John, I would say. <laughs> well, no, I just Jesus. Meant, no, no, no. What I mean is in the sense of in the storm, you can nap. All oh, right. You yeah. can rest, yeah. you can withdraw. Yeah. Whereas I always seem like I need to say something, do something, mm. you know, and to the point where God goes, and that's what that break was. Mm. It was yeah. like the um, transfiguration where God actually puts a cloud over Peter and goes, shh. shh yeah, quite. That's what that's <laughs> yeah. what that's what my break was. Yeah, cool. It was I was constantly trying to say something, right. do something. I felt like I had to. Okay, all right. Well, we need we need to build a tent. We need to build a camp. We need to do something. And guys like shh, <laughs> just rest. And that's what it was. That was the cloud coming over me, um, and everything like that. And it was like coming off the mountain. It was like okay, how do I deal with this? And you fast and you pray. Yeah. And that was where you know the ability to do that came. Uh, so unnaturally to me because fasting and praying I love to eat and I love to talk and I love to be active and all that sort of stuff and even with my Bible like I find that you know I need to be walking around and be doing something and I suddenly you know a bit of a sermon comes out and I start to, okay, mm. I start to preach this and, all that. and I, I don't know how to just okay let's sit and read and that's why films are my best thing I can't sit and read a book Mm. because my mind is so active whereas if I'm watching a film my mind is active and it's being taken out of the element of reality because I'm able to okay I'm focusing on that and my mind and my eyes and everything like that going out of it um, so I find it very difficult to, to read and, and, and sit still and mm. stuff and I think yeah I've, I've just I don't know why mm. yeah that's really intriguing I think um one of the things that I've appreciated the most as a result of the time is that we we went from oh yeah that's just another guy I served with in youth <laughs> um, to actually really good friends mm. um, and like I mean what we're 2019 it's like five years 
Yep. And like it still it still feels to me like we can talk on the same level that we did back then because it's it's almost like once you dig, you know, like once you dig and mine with somebody or you fight in the trenches with someone, it's like they're your brother for life. Yeah. Um, you know, so what that's one of those things I'm just like, yeah, I think we'll just always have that sort of just level. Because we know shallow. <laughs> we don't do shallow no, anymore. No. Um, but yeah, to just be, to just have a brother in arms, and it doesn't matter, I think, what stage of life we're at or whatever. I mean, we, you know, we, we don't see each other as much as we used to, but it still feels like, you know what? I know I can rely on Josh. I know, you know, I can call on him at any point in time. You know, I mean, I find it hard to ask for help anyway. <laughs> but... Um, you're, the, you're the guy that walks around running for three hours <laughs> to get his stuff and to ask, you know, where, which island Don't is tell my secrets. Throw on the same. Like, I, I, I actually get frustrated in Woolworths because I'm like, hold on, this should be here. Like, why why is this down this aisle here? Like, it should actually be down this aisle. Um, like, why is that? And it's in this little section because, you know, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It is where it is. But, but yeah, I've really appreciated that. And I think, you know, as the years go on, it'll be like wine that just keeps fermenting and becoming um, stronger and things like that. So, um, yeah. How much time have you got? Uh, probably, uh, probably that's, that's about it. Yeah. For today, anyway. Awesome. I mean, I think we've covered our, our youth journey quite well. Yeah. I think maybe we can delve into some. Uh, deep sea fishing a bit later on Absolutely. for another uh, pod for uh, yeah. you know where where to but you know what what happened next you know part two you know where where did we go how did it affect us um, stepping into you know church leadership and different roles like that um, you know and I think both of us re-stepping back into youth ministry um, you know what did that look like you know obviously I did it at a different church and yeah. you did it at yeah. the same church how you know i think that's that's always an interesting one yeah that'd be because, a really interesting conversation yeah because i think we both drew the dynamics that we had already created into that <laughs> and i think sometimes you actually can the the harsher the dynamics so you know you and i were like sandpaper against each other mm. at times but sometimes that harsher dynamic allows you to actually go well hold on a sec i need somebody that i can rub against to actually make this work yeah. you know yeah and i think that's what i found was i was like well hold on i need you know even just talking about serving with, with mm. people that i've served before but in a different church in a different youth ministry in a different capacity mm. what did that look like yeah so yeah no, that'd be right. interesting that will be really interesting i'm looking forward to it well, thank you for your time. No, thank you. You're playing golf, aren't you? I am. I am. I am about as good at playing golf as. Um, no, actually, I can't say that one. That would be. <laughs> I was going to do a comparison. Wow, you, you like my, you like you my now really changed. Well, no, I just know this is going out to a wider audience. And I know most of your audience is generally, you know, uh, the highest rated sort of things that they listen to are, um, you know. Uh, Casting crowns and watching Disney movies, so yeah. I didn't want to offend any any God ears bless. that, that happened. God bless my audience. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> it. so um, I did go and watch Avengers Endgame the other day, though. So I've actually learned to not spoil and not to say things into people's mouths. Thank the Lord, because I'm watching that later on this afternoon. Are you? Yeah. yeah. I'm not even going to tell you if I enjoyed it or not. I'm not going to tell you Wonderful. anything because I don't. Okay. Like that. Because I I don't like. I don't like people spoiling things. I, I will think. be texting you after I watch all of the three hours. 
I'll be like, oh my gosh, did you watch this and did you watch that? Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Hey, Josh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Appreciate it. Whip, whip.